1: Back to Cancel Too Soon, the podcast where we review television series <laughs> that lasted only one season or less. My name is William Bibiani. I'm a film critic for the internet. Critically acclaimed.net, The Rap, and IGN are places on the internet where you can find my work. Anyway, everybody calls me Bibbs. Uh, my
0: name is Whitney Seibold. I, too, all of those places except for The Rap. I don't, I don't write for the rap
1: currently. Not at the moment. Not at the moment. I did Give once. It. Yes, there you go. All right. You got it. It's on, the res, it's on the old resume.
0: It is on the resume. I can say I was published on the rap, even though it was just one review once. Yep. But uh, I, my name is Whitney Seibel. You can find me on the internet. And uh, what are we reviewing this week? William? Oh, my God. What are we reviewing this week? Okay, so
1: what we are reviewing this week eh. is a kids' series from 1997, but we only learned about it. Thanks to uh, a listener. His name is Daniel. He uh,
0: wrote in, uh, it was like last October. It It was was a while ago. It
1: was in October Mm -hmm. while we were reviewing all of our uh, mostly terrible Halloween shows from last Mm -hmm. year.
0: We we did the one-two punch of The Monster Squad and Drack Pack, which had pretty similar premises.
1: And were both two of the worst shows we've ever reviewed. both pretty
0: rotten. So somebody wrote in with a show that might be even worse. Yep. Uh, and it's based on a really bonkers idea.
1: Okay, so you might recall that the mid to late 90s were a very dark period for live action kids' shows. A little program called The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers uh, had taken America by storm, and that was. That show was a Japanese program with a bunch of costume crime fighters. They fought mm. monsters, then they fought giant monsters by getting. Voltroning, giant, yeah. Yeah, by Voltroning. But it was all like cardboard like it looked okay but no one was gonna Mm. no one was gonna give him an award for it they took all of the superhero footage and sent that to america and they shot new american mostly terrible framing devices with like reader repulses escaped get me five teenagers with attitudes right but like all of the teenage stuff was like oh no bullies are being mean with jello in the cafeteria oh no monster and Mm. then monster like, the, the writing and was and the not te- particularly good for the, the most part. The teenagers are all in their
0: late 20s, and they're all, you know, capable stunt performers, and yeah. I'm sure some of them were finer actors, maybe, if given better material. Some
1: of them went on to do some better things, mm-hmm. like some some voice work. Amy Jo Johnson uh, started off as the Pink Ranger. She ended up on Felicity, and she was very good in that program. Mm-hmm. They, there were some good People involved in that show, but although there are things a lot of people remember very fondly about Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, it was very kid-centric. It was very pandering. It wasn't particularly good. (laughs) Watch it again. It's not what we might call a good show, but here's the ironic thing. That was the good one.
0: Strangely, that had hit some sort of magical point, and Heim uh, Saban and, and Shuki Levy, who uh, who ran Saban Pictures, mm-hmm. who distributed Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, uh, repeated that a couple times. Oh yeah, there were with other th- Japanese programs. There was one called VR Troopers. I'm not sure what the Japanese show was,
1: but uh, yeah, it was about it was basically Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, but with robots. Mm, uh, there, was there was one th- called Big Bad Beetleborgs. That well, that wasn't a. a, a Saban joined. My point is this it was a relatively cheap concept Mm -hmm. that other people could rip off as well. So you had a couple of the higher end ones that would usually end up on like Fox Kids, which were like VR Troopers, Big Mm -hmm. Bad, Beetleborgs. You had a couple. Then you had the really low-end crap. Stuff like uh, tattooed teenage alien fighters
0: from Beverly Hills. Or, oh, gosh, what was it? Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad, I think was...
1: I never watched I that, that was one. I couldn't tell you if that one was bad mm. or not. Um, or what, but my point is this. Power Rangers towered over all of them mm. in terms of quality. And then we found this show which didn't even have like the cardboard suits they decided no we're going to we're going to do all the superhero stuff in cg animation slow your roll it's 1997 it looks terrible it looks like my n64 puked it out <laughs> like it looks it really was, bad like
0: uh, reboot was a few years before this
1: mm-hmm. and a
0: reboot was okay a reboot, reboot was fine reboot was fine uh, they they were ambitious but not so ambitious that they tried to
1: stuff everything with too much detail and also the failings of reboot were like visually were kind of built into the premise it takes place in a computer exactly the, the yeah. sort of bright simplicity of the design i think you, you could forgive hmm. sort of the limitations of especially tv cg animation mm-hmm. because that was the premise with the show we're watching today it's supposed to be real and there's no excuse and they cut there's real nothing. footage
0: into the cgi um this was, I think, only the third TV show to do that, to have uh, the bulk, bulk CGI animation, because Reboot was before this, and I think Beast Wars, Transformers colon, Beast Wars was before
1: this. Uh, I'm actually not sure about Beast uh, Wars. Ma- there weren't a I'm lot. I'm not sure about the timing,
0: but yeah, this was there a, weren't a lot. This was one of the earlier attempts to have an all-CGI animated show.
1: Um, and uh, 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 let's be honest, they failed. Let's, let's talk about Vampires. This
0: meteor crashes into a lonely junkyard. Derelict vans and cars take on human-like life. The vampires suck the gas from innocent cars to feed their need for speed and drain the planet of all its fuel. Only four teenagers, transformed by the meteor, stand between the vampires and a world sucked dry and running on empty. Part team, part car, all hero. The Motivators must fight the night to save the day. So check your fear and get in gear. The vampires are here.
1: Vampires.
0: They're vans and they're vampires. Well, and here's the weird thing: they're not vans. None of them are vans. Although one of them has a carfin that's a van. No, they're all, they're all they all have carfins. Yeah, but one one is a carfin that's a van fin. Okay, the, the terrible puns are probably oh the backbone of this show.
1: Yeah, so it's and they're called, all explained afterwards, like, uh, get it? Uh, we're going to keep it real. No, we're going to keep it real. Right. So, oh we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this one hurt. It makes me want to put my guts out. Okay, so dig this premise, yo. Uh, it takes place in... A uh, uh, junkyard slash salvage yard where mm-hmm. uh, Van Hill sing. No, no, no. Van
1: Hill sing. He'll sing because he's a former roadie for the Rolling Stones. Uh, who uh, at one performance where they didn't have someone to sing, mm-hmm. they went to this guy named Van and said, "Van, he'll sing." And somehow that stuck. Van Hill sing.
0: Why? And in the credits... Hill
1: sing is fine as a last name. In
0: the credits, Van Hill sing is played by himself. So we have no idea who the heck this guy
1: is. I've <laughs> been trying all week to track down the guy who played the aging hippie, even though he's clearly, like, the actor's probably, like, 30 at the latest. Yeah, he's uh, probably
0: too, not too much older than his teenage
1: friends, but yeah. he's supposed to be, like, an older guy. Yeah. Uh, I've been trying to track down who this guy is for reals. There's a couple of places that, like, joke that he's Gary Oldman because it feels like he's playing, like, Drexel from True Romance. A little bit, yeah. I get it. It's obviously not Gary Oldman in 1997. Uh, no idea. For a briefest of moment, I thought it might be John Entwistle from The Who, and I'm about to explain why that was plausible. (laughs) Vampires, in all of its cheap, ugly glory, had music by John Entwistle from The Who? And and his cur- he wasn't in the
0: Who anymore, but also his current band, which did songs. It was a real band. A real band, the John Entwistle band. They they did songs for van like original songs for vampires.
1: And in fact, John Entwistle's last solo album before he died was the soundtrack to Vampires, which was released three years after the cancellation <laughs> of Vampires. <laughs> Three freaking years after this show, which Mm. ran in syndication Mm. from uh, September 14th, 1997 through December 7th, Mm. 1997. It was created by Anthony and John Gentile. Gentile? I'm not sure exactly. Gentile. Gentile. They're probably best known for Bucky O'Hare and the Toad Wars. (laughs) <laughs> Which we reviewed. It was like our second episode. It was one of our early ones, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> and Buck Your of Wars. It was lively. Say what you will. It, Had a great theme song. They they managed to attract good music. Mm-hmm. And Don and Whistle's like score to vampires is like a novelty Halloween heavy metal mm-hmm. compilation with like songs about bow, the Boogie Bow bow
0: bow 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 bow. A lot of that. Like going. you
1: could put it on at like a kids Halloween party, and it would seem kind of cool
0: yeah uh-huh. and play right right in between the thirtieth record you bought that has the Ghost Ghostbusters song on it.
1: Like I listened to the whole album just like on its own. Mm. It's all right. <laughs> it's it's no <know> the Who. <laughs> like it's it's not it's not particularly good. Like it's waiting, not, I've heard worse. We're waiting like, for
0: the big budget Broadway rock opera vampires. It's coming.
1: Oh, it's only a matter of time. You know,
0: it's no stranger than Starlight
1: Express. Starlight Express. Uh,
0: you don't know Starlight Express? Uh,
1: why is it no stranger than Starlight Express? Because like,
0: Starlight what? Express is about singing, dancing trains. Oh, yeah. Like, the people are trains, and Good. they sing about being trains. Good. And it's Andrew Lloyd Webber, so it's probably the worst thing in the world. <laughs> but what is it everybody knows about Andrew Lloyd Webber? Oh, yeah, they despise Andrew Lloyd Webber.
1: <laughs> anyway, vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so vampires is, uh, again, you, you heard the premise, it's about a bunch of kids they become vampires.
0: Okay. Well, a, a meteor lands at sunrise. Salvage, sunrise salvage, mm. and it fuses their bodies with cars, or it transforms them into cars. I'm a little unclear okay. as, onto the concept. Here's
1: here's 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 the, here's the premise. Mm. Vampires are a sort of breed of transformers, like. Car monsters, they don't turn back into cars, but they're like they're humanoid made, cars. They're they're
0: intelligent humanoid robots mm-hmm. brought to life by magic and they're made of earthbound car parts.
1: Yeah. Uh so the evil vampires uh led by Dracula mm-hmm. who is voiced <sighs> by <laughs> uh, <laughs> He's voiced by Jonathan Davis, who is the lead singer of Corn. <laughs> I have heard a few, a few. I've, I've seen a few reports that this might be a different Jonathan Davis. You think so? I, I don't know. Honestly, they got John Antwistle. Literally anything is possible. Like, literally can, anything is possible. Now, I, I've seen the I don't want to throw of, Jonathan Davis under the bus vampire. I don't remember what year
0: the South Park Halloween special was that mm-hmm. featured Korn. It was like Korn's Spooky Time Mystery Hour or whatever oh, it was yeah. called. And I've heard him in, from that episode. And it,
1: he doesn't sound anything like Dracula, but he could be a, a talented voice actor for all well, we know. I mean, he's got a good singing voice. Yeah. Uh, the South Park corn episode was 1999 oh so this was pre- well before South Park yeah I, something tells me this is a different Jonathan but like whatever mm-hmm. if you want to believe it knock yourself out I believe it I can't, right. I choose to believe that <laughs> so they're so they're a, a race of car monsters mm. and what they do is they instead of drinking blood they drink gasoline which honestly they're drinking decomposed organic matter. Like it's still kind of gross. Okay,
0: stop trying to put any kind of scientific logic into vampires. I forbid it of you. A
1: typical episode of vampires involves Dracula and his team. They find a new sort of vehicle. They bite that vehicle. That vehicle creates problems. And then our hero
0: turns into a vampire. Like turns into its own humanoid, anthropomorphized version of that vehicle. Right. Be it a, a tank or or a.
1: Or a toy car. Toy car or something yeah, something like that. Uh, and, uh, and that causes trouble, in which our heroes the Motorvators, mm-hmm. and they have, they have to stop it. Now, our heroes are not vampires full-time, because they were, like, inside cars when, like, the magic energy transformed those cars into vampires. So now, when they jump into their car fins...
0: Not car fins, but... They're tra- they're trying to play on the word coffin and it doesn't work not once. Like I had to look it up on on uh, Wikipedia to under- understand the joke. So they jump into Is their, that their <laughs>
1: car fins, and then their fingers turn into keys, and then they turn uh, the ignition and yell, Mission Ignition! And so then they, there's a terrible montage, and then they all look like terrible CGI shiny robot like, monstrosities. It,
0: it's like they're carrying cars on their shoulders. Like, they're all upper body, and they have these huge, like, mechanical growths, like Tetsuo the Iron Man sticking up out of their shoulders. Their faces are covered, so mm-hmm. they don't have to animate their mouths at all. Very clever. Very clever. Uh, good design. There, uh, they have like little spindly bodies and w- wheels on their feet, and they can kind of roll around on the ground, but they can also fly.
1: They can fly because they're vampires. Uh, of they're course, they're not just cars; they're mm. vampires.
0: Uh, n- n- they have even less personality than the Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, they have they even less personality than the Power Rangers. And the Power Rangers
1: only had colors. That was all they really had. <laughs> Um, the, the the characters of the of our heroes the motivators uh-huh. uh, and also the designs of them are like almost completely nondescript like you would be you'd have a really difficult time telling them apart from one another one of the like key things for design especially in animation Mm. that they teach you is you want yeah Yeah. you want every (laughs) character's silhouette to be markedly different so that they're recognizable at a glance because again you're creating a reality you want Mm -hmm. everything to be distinctive and clear that's why that's why you can recognize the simpsons
0: you color them you know matte black and you can tell which character is which out of 100 characters exactly
1: the motivators, y- you can't. And even the bad guys, the only one who looks like super distinctive mm. is Ambula, the Bride of Frankenstein one, because she has big hair. I-,
0: I think, um I think the bad guys all have unique silhouettes. there There are different sizes. They're different like color schemes. They actually read better. the The motivators are all the same height. They're all the same width. They have slightly different colors. But the animation is that, Kind of over shiny early CGI, so mm-hmm. it's mostly just glinting light. Yeah, not not in the in the JJ uh, Abrams lens flare sort of way. Just mm-hmm. it's, everything's just really shiny, just hyper reflective, and, and you can't really tell the colors necessarily at a glance. No, one really of them kind ha- of blends together. I think one or two of them have like slightly different hairdos, but there have to be like an extreme close up. Plus, this is the era of CGI when. Animators were really uncomfortable making characters be still. Mm-hmm. So whenever we saw a character at rest, even when it wasn't doing anything or saying anything or had nothing to do with the scene, it was kind of like shimmying back and forth yeah, a little bit like, in, a bit. like in swaying a bit. Like in its fight cycle. It's just sort of like bouncing a little I feel bit like back like and forth.
1: I feel like part of that probably, this, if I were to guess... Mm-hmm. They don't have mouths, and you want to make it clear that these are not still images. That these are characters, and they're they're mm. they're talking. Who's talking yeah. right now? You wanted to move a little bit. The other thing you'll notice in this is that all the backgrounds and environments, when they're animated, mm. look terrible. They're muddy. <laughs> they're
0: dark. You can't tell what the perspective is on anything. No, yeah. it
1: literally might as well be against a black background. Like that's for all the good it does. Mm. They might as well be against a black background. And I I I watched this. I watched this animated show and I feel really bad for the animators animating anything, especially like CGI, which requires a lot of additional technical craftsmanship um, is really, really difficult. And this was like kind of at a dawn of an era where they were trying to pull that off on TV budgets, on a TV schedule. I'm sure there are really talented people who worked on this, and it was really frustrating for them to have to settle for this. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the best they could do. These were the designs that got approved. (laughs) This was the most rendering we could pull off on a weekly basis. Mm. I guarantee you that there were talented people working on this who were really annoyed, not just by, you know, just how lame the material was, but by how little they could show off what they obviously knew how to do. Because I've seen absolute you can't you can't make this and be absolutely incompetent you have to know how the machinery works (laughs) so i guarantee you they got people who knew what they were doing and this is the best they could do Mm -hmm. under these circumstances and it's it's sad to watch this it's sad to watch a show like this where all of the actors are asked not to act but to mug yeah just to mug to flail about wildly to oversell every single joke and and honestly even the live action portion Which almost never leaves this one room. They
0: they have a single set. Literally just a
1: single set. There's a couple of episodes where they go to one other set. And well, when,
0: when they get into their car fins, the cars are in, like, a, in another black space, which is clearly just, like, next door, like, right next to the set in the studio. Yeah. Like, there's no walls. that just this sort of this black space. And they run into the cars. They start the cars. They emerge out of the hoods of the... They don't merge with the cars.
1: I would have assumed they They come would, out yeah. of
0: the... Like, from underneath. So, maybe they're just sort of bonding with the engine parts. It's unclear. Yeah. They also... So, I'm getting back into the first I knew the premise, American but, uh, remake of
1: Tetsuo the Iron Man wouldn't get it right, but like, this <laughs> is not. <laughs> Akira, man.
0: Uh, yeah, they, they step out of the their car fins and they have merged with car parts. They're vampires, which means they too have to drink gasoline to survive, but they are never depicted doing that.
1: No, uh, no, no, they are. Uh, in the first episode, Mm. They fight off some of the bad guys and then they feel kind of run down and like, ah, oh, we need gasoline. And then they go to a gas station and they drink some gasoline and then they leave money and say, well, we're not bad guys. We pay for our gas.
0: So if you're s- stealing gasoline is the worst thing you can do in
1: this. universe. Here's the damn thing about this show. <laughs> Here's the damn. So Dracula, the bad guy. Mm. His evil scheme. With, with the exception of one episode, which we'll talk about, because it's the one episode where it does seem kind of malevolent. Mm. There are 13 episodes in the show. 12 of them involve Dracula just trying to get gasoline. Mm. So... I, and his evil scheme is to drain the world of its gasoline. And a part of me is like, okay, we, we should move to solar and wind power and all these other things anyway. It's fine. Dracula is not trying to destroy the world. He's not trying to kill anybody. Track, like vampires, actual vampires from, from conventional lore, they have to drink a human's blood and mm-hmm. kill a person in order to survive. So that's they're, they're a predator. That's, that's a That's a scary thing. But you put that in a kid's show, you don't want to kill any people. Right. So instead, they're just drinking gasoline out of cars. Mm-hmm. I, but, don't get, I don't give a shit and, <laughs> go for it and <laughs> who cares he, you're trying to you're, you're tra- a conscious being you're trying to survive take some gas <laughs> get a jo- listen you're get a job at like a, a demolition derby or something they'll pay you money and you can just drink all the gas you want problem it.
0: solved I, I don't think Dracula would stoop to being an arena fighter just so he could get gas. i think he should be the host Oh, I see. Well, when, how does he get the gas? He gets paid for being the host. Oh, I see. <laughs> he gets, that's a paid gig. He's got a good voice. Sunday, yeah. Sunday, Sunday,
1: down at Dracula Speedway. Like, like Come watch Ambula and the car daver. I feel like they stumbled accidentally into this weird sort of uh, uh, dynamic. And I was watching a couple episodes with, with my wife, who, bless her, got through as much of it as she could. <laughs> but, like... This is almost like this weird story about like sort of demonizing socialism, where it's just like the people who can afford to pay for gas deserve the gas. Mm-hmm. The people who desperately need it in order to survive and make a living, well, they're horrible. And they should they should die. <laughs> like you pay for resources or you deserve to die you and don't deserve, call you evil. You don't
0: deserve a handout. <laughs>
1: It's really weird, like, because there's, again, there's one episode, it's like the last episode, where it's actually like, oh, he's gonna do some kind of evil. All right, mm. fair enough. Mostly he just wants to steal gasoline, and I don't care.
0: Mm.
1: You can't have, like, this multiple episodes of a show about a guy whose biggest crime is he wants to siphon gas out of a gas tank. Like he that's that's not even a felony. It's well, not even a felony.
0: The way they do it, the way Dracula does it, is he has to like bite and drink with his mouth, the way a, a vampire would. It's real, still
1: an inanimate object. If anything, but he's it's, giving it life. It's he's not doing an it a an favor. An
0: it's not an inanimate object anymore after he bites it. It turns into a sentient being. He's
1: doing it a favor. Well,
0: by by just sort of bringing it into into this world without it asking. Yeah. That's that's very Frankensteinian. No one, no one asked to be
1: born. <laughs> I suppose not. Literally, no one is. <laughs> brought into this world because they they filled out a petition <laughs> at least not that i'm aware of i don't know how it works up in the pearly and, gates realm but like usually, sure you just sort of, <laughs> usually you're just born hmm.
0: anyway well we're skipping around a lot because we're just skimming over a lot of the weird details of the show so tracula track the track pack as it were uh there's cardaver who's a hearse uh yeah there's uh Automania who's an ice cream truck, like mm-hmm. a, like an evil clown with balloon arms. Yeah,
1: he looks like the clown uh, uh, ice from, cream truck from Twisted Metal. Twisted video Metal, game.
0: and and you already mentioned Ambula, mm-hmm. who
1: was an ambulance. Uh, yeah, Tracula tr- uh, looks like a big truck. I think he's mm-hmm. like a, and then like. And then the, the, the motivators are mostly cars. One of them is, like, a tow truck, so he's got, like, a cable he'll throw at yeah. you. And Rev, the only female in, in the hero team, mm. uh, is a firetruck, so occasionally she, like, shoots water out she'll, of a hose. Yeah, she'll spray you down.
0: What The rules of a- being— Axel, Snap, Rev, and— um,
1: Nuke. Nuke. Yeah, these are their names before their heroes. Mm. The rules of vampires are kind of weird. So if they get caught in sunlight <laughs> sunlight kills them, weakens it them. them. It's no, they,
0: like vampires, they can't be out in the I sun. I think it
1: kills them. There's one bit where they're like they're trying to get back to their car fin before the sunrise, but they miss it a little bit, and then when they turn human again, they all have sunburns. So okay. clearly, like there's some physical pain involved. If it rains, it burns and hurts them, and they all have to run and hide. Mm. Which, again, you would think Rev would be the ultimate like badass because she's got a water cannon and she could end every fight immediately just by spritzing water on track. You're like, ah, I should have waxed. What was I thinking? God, this ah, this show makes my brain hurt. Ah, oh, oh, oh and we forgot. Both the uh, good vampires and the evil vampires. By the way, I love that the heroes are called the motivators, but Mm. they're vampires, and the bad guys are just called the vampires. Yeah, even though they're all vampires. You can't do that. Can you imagine if, like, G.I. Joe was like, ah, yes, G.I. Joe, uh, this team of heroes, and their enemies, the humans. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that. (laughs) They gotta have a name. So, uh, 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 yeah, they all have psychics, and the motivators have a tricycle Mm-hmm. With, Grease the, spot. with the brain of a dog.
0: Uh, and for a second, I thought they had a dog that merged with the tricycle, but no, just a, the
1: meteor from space brought a tricycle to life. Like you do. Uh, the vampires, the evil vampires, mm. uh, they have two psychics. The they ba- banter with one another. Yeah, they have a weird toaster contraption that's mostly a toaster, but it's got other stuff on it's, it. it. It's a
0: toaster slash office chair, so it kind of wheels around and has things sticking up out of its, quote, head. Mm-hmm. And... Out of its slots are two slices of limp bread that sort of flap together like lips
1: yeah. when it speaks. And it's maybe one of the most disturbing things you've ever seen. Well, the other most disturbing thing you've ever seen is it's, uh, it's friend, lover, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's lover. <laughs> the, the R2-D2 to the toaster C-3PO uh-huh. is a toilet. Just a toilet. Yeah.
0: No, no, nothing special about it. It's just a toilet. It just
1: happens to be a toilet. Mm-hmm. Hangs out.
0: Now, the sight of a talking toilet is not as weird as you might think. I'd seen that in, like, cartoons
1: and stuff Well, in commercials. How many commercials have you seen with a talking toilet? Like, oh, nobody ever scrubs me. (laughs) 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 It's a living. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) It's not as terrifying as the talking toilet from Look Who's Talking 2, if you remember that thing. I don't remember that. I remember remember the evil teddy
1: bear from Look Who's Talking 2.
0: The evil talking toilet with fangs voiced by Mel Brooks... And, and would spit like blue water all over the floor. It was, it was, you got further into look who's talking to than I did. I saw it twice in theaters. I was a what? big fan of the first one as a kid. So you saw the sequel twice. So, so I saw the sequel. twice. How many times did you see look who's talking now? Zero. I have not seen it at all. It's not good. I understand. It's not, I don't okay. give it. I didn't care about the dogs. Okay. Yeah. You just, you, you, you jumped the shark. If you're, you're not focusing on babies anymore, you what, are you? You, what are you? you ruined this for me. Look who's talking. Series. When? Where's that one's reboot? When are they gonna have like a show? I, Showtime a series based on.
1: I know about Showtime. That's yeah. only a matter of time before they reboot. Look, Look who's, who's to, talking. Uh, come on, that's that's inevitable.
0: Bruce Willis would come back too.
1: Probably would. Yeah. Um. Anyway. <laughs> so the first episode of vampires, they become vampires and then they fight the other vampires. Am I forgetting anything?
0: Since it's such a short show, and because the premise is so strange, and they have to include an introductory live-action sequence, Mm -hmm. an introductory villain sequence, the transformation sequence, a fight, a retreat, another fight in the end. That's the structure of every episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Which means it's really, really straightforward. There's no B-plots. There's no complications. There's no additional wrinkles to the universe. There are rare asides, there's a, a character we didn't mention who is a gypsy cab. <laughs> oh, As yeah. in, a gypsy cab. Yeah,
1: you know, like in, like, uh, The Wolfman, like, yeah, there's, like, the that man, gypsy character.
0: heart. This is... Uh, taxi cab that has like quote crutches yep that just like long crutch like arms that are mufflers that kind of crawls
1: around and And she's got a very stereotypical like Mm. movie gypsy voice and she pops up in like four episodes kind of randomly just to sort of explain what's going on and maybe give like a dumb riddle Mm -hmm. about like how you're gonna defeat him this time and then she just walks away
0: Yeah, into the mist.
1: Yeah, I assume she'd be important later. The
0: first time she showed up, I thought she was going to be a one-off gag, and I thought it was hilarious. But (laughs) when she she came back, it became less funny.
1: All right. uh, So uh, so I like the second episode because it begins with a fake. The following show has been rated V for For very cool. (laughs) I
0: I took a, a screenshot of this one and posted it on our social media.
1: Um, So this episode involves uh, the Motivators get tickets to a concert for a band that is basically Kiss. They dress like Kiss. But it's
0: the John Entwistle band dressed as Kiss.
1: Is it actually the John Entwistle band? I believe it is. Fuck you. (laughs) 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 Fuck you. It's
0: their show. Why not? Uh, I don't know. I'm surprised they didn't show up more.
1: So they, they go to see Kiss, sort of. And Dracula turns the Kiss tour bus into a vampire, and a bunch of them are. uh,
0: You know what? That's that's cute.
1: That's That's as close as we're going to get to a good idea. Uh, Some of them are stuck in the bus as it's like driving around wreaking havoc. Some of them are like outside the bus trying to stop the bus, and then eventually Mm. uh, they stop that bus. That's it. Stop
0: the pigeons.
1: Episode three. A few good cars. Uh, This is this is the one where he. Dracula turns a tank right. into a vampire, a tank that is now named General Motors, which is weird because I had just watched National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon One, and General Motors was the name of William Shatner's character in that movie. General Motors. <laughs> like I watched them the same day by sheer coincidence. That's like, so strange. That's a weird pun to run into and- twice. And, uh,
0: the tank doesn't like being ordered around. It ends up going rogue, and they they have to stop. Now both Dracula and the Motivators have
1: to stop it. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then they do. Moving on! Uh, episode four, Mission Demolition, or Night of Destruction? Uh, they're gonna tear Plus down the, the junkyard. Mm-hmm. The, it's... Yeah,
0: this is the... They, they, need, they, they can't pay rent on Sunrise Salvage.
1: Yeah, so they, uh... uh so they're going to tear it down, like, at the beginning of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. A bunch of trucks show up, like, a bunch of yeah. construction equipment. And uh, they manage to, like, talk their way out of it by saying the paperwork wasn't filled out right. Yeah, deflect it for, like, 48 hours. So Dracula, in the middle of the night, because he's a vampire, uh, he bites all the construction equipment. And they have to fight off all the construction equipment. And I love it, like, the next morning when they show up and all of the trucks are gone uh-huh. and have been destroyed. And, like, the, the construction guy's just like, This guy! This, this Van Helsing guy, he destroyed all our cars. And the government guy is like, oh, come on. How could he have destroyed all your cars in a single night? It's a junkyard.
0: Take junk to them. It's literally,
1: <laughs> literally, they were parked next to a salvage yard. That's literally where you were. I know you're a stupid kid show, but could you please? Could you please? Put in the bare minimum. Does the bare minimum you can do is not call attention to how dumb it is.
0: There's a Herkimer Battle Jitney in the junkyard. She's always asking me to junk it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, we, that, we
1: need to start doing a drinking game every time you bring up a bring Herkimer up, <laughs> Battle Jitney. Or just any reference to mystery men, really. Uh, the next episode's a weird one. It's uh, called The Bride of Dracula. Uh-huh. Uh, this is the one where Dracula gets a crush on Rev.
0: Because Rev is a better fighter than the the others, and she's also way more
1: focused and intelligent than the others. Yeah, she's also female. And this uh, this this makes uh, Ambula jealous, a subplot which never gets brought up again, that mm-hmm. Ambula clearly has a thing for Dracula. Uh, so he kidnaps Rev. Rev, who at the beginning... Um, shows up. Normally she's wearing, you know, like jeans and like a tomboy outfits. Yeah, you know, and like grease-covered clothes because they're all working at a at a junkyard. Here and she
0: shows up in a lavender crushed velvet mini dress, which yeah. were s- like the only thing women could wear in 1997.
1: So like she so like she shows up thinking that she looks nice, mm-hmm. and uh, everyone except Van Heelsing saying who like actually scopes her out for a second before he realizes it, it's her, and mm-hmm. I'm like, "You just made that creepy, so thanks for mm-hmm. that, vampires." Uh but all of her like teenage friends Make fun of her? And like, were you off to a wedding? And she's like, well, yeah. Actually, yes. <laughs> and I'm like, let's see, there you go. That it explains a sudden change. And also, she looks fine. I don't know what the hell your problem is. So she's mad that they can't view her as a woman yeah she's a teenage she's a teenage girl she's she, interested in she hard val- stuff but she is still a woman
0: she only has value to them if she's seen as one of the guys and so, she even said she says as much out loud so uh, it's as much thought as this show is ever gonna have so the irony <laughs> is that
1: Dracula w- views her as a woman and so mm. when he kidnaps her for no reason it's not like he hypnotizes her mm-hmm. or anything like that she just sort of like you know what yeah i will marry you tonight <laughs> And so they all all the dudes show up to save her, and what snaps her out of it is uh, when he, the guy uh, Axel, Axel, the leader yeah. of the Motivators, by virtue of he's the most conventionally attractive dude, his
0: name starts with an A, he was just first on the roster.
1: He says, he's, "She's not your girl; she's our girl." And Reb's like, "Our girl? <gasps> That's me!" <Aww. laughs> and I'm like, "So." But not no, only so he acknowledge your why femininity, is, but also he's possessive, you know, why, and that makes is, it okay. Why is she
0: your girl? How come you're not her guys?
1: Every time the show tries to bring up anything even remotely resembling sexual mm. politics, it airballs it completely. <laughs> it's like there's the hoop, and then you turn around 180 degrees and fire the ball out of a cannon. Like that's and, 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 how and, and far it misses the ball. You just stomp on the ball. <laughs> you turn around and stomp on the ball. The next episode is called mm. Tailpipes from the Crypt. Uh everyone this is the, the one with the little sneaky thing. Oh yeah. Uh there's a vampire that's just a muffler.
0: With, with it's like with like a, a, a gas uh dispenser like a gas nozzle face.
1: Yeah. And then uh and uh, uh everyone's
0: like a snake and the more it eats the longer it gets and it's Yeah. and it's wreaking havoc on everybody.
1: And it's like sucking out all the gas and nobody has any gas and uh uh, then they beat it. Moving on, uh, the next episode. There's, there's no nothing ever creative about the the way they
0: sort of defeat or like trick the bad guy. Yeah, except except in the Son of Tracula episode, there's, there's kind of. There's
1: a couple where they like, okay, we'll have like mm. this one neat idea, but like usually they just fight it until it's dead. Mm. Like it's like it's like you ever seen the original Ghost Rider movie where like Ghost Rider has to fight all of these different demons, but they're all like. The four element demons mm-hmm. So but- like Ghost Rider is fire And he has to fight a water demon and mm-hmm. an air demon And his solution for every single one Is I'm going to use this chain and, he's, and he uses it the same way each time Yeah he creates like a whirlwind or something And then that's it and you're just sort of like You had fucking like four fights in this movie He did the same thing every time <laughs> It's boring after a while The next episode is called Bad to the Cone Because traffic cones are a thing uh, And this one there's a heat wave that's literally all I wrote down. This one, there's a heat wave.
0: Which is funny because we watched it during a really horrible heat wave oh right gosh, in Los Angeles. Oh my God, it was like
1: 114 where my mom lives right I, I, now. I like work out
0: in, horrible. I work in Glendale, California. It was 111 at night Jesus. <laughs> in Glendale.
1: Thanks, global warming. Mm. Moving on, episode 108, Newkenstein. This is the one where Dracula puts his blood in the motivator's soda. That's right. So Nuki will, like, drink the soda (laughs) and turn into an evil.
0: You mean Nuke. Nuki is a really terrible E.T. knockoff. I know
1: what I said. (laughs) Nuki! I did it on purpose. Nuki! Nuki drinks the soda, becomes a jerk, and then becomes an alcoholic vampire who needs to drink all of this Dracula blood soda. Uh And, um, I guess it's an allegory for teen drinking? But he's only drinking soda, so it's it's fine. It was just a clever way to
0: explore a weakness they
1: have. You just
0: said clever. Okay, maybe not clever. Clever in quotation marks. Okay, fine. Clever for writers who have clearly had a little too much to drink and have to come up with an entire season in an hour. Can you
1: imagine the writer's room on this show? Uh, I imagine there's a lot of bloodshed. (laughs) (laughs) No! They're gonna, gonna drink soda in this episode! like The Belco experiment, yeah. but no one asked. <laughs> like, no one said you all have to kill each other, they're just like running around hitting each other with a muffler. Boom! The,
0: the doors are locked, it's raising by one degree every five minutes, <laughs> so it's and, Los Angeles, and all they have to drink is Red Bull. <laughs> oh my God.
1: Uh, the next episode a car is born. Uh, In this episode, we find out that Nuki's dad is a bit of a jerk, but that's neither here nor there. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Dracula decides that all of his minions suck, so he's going to build a son. Mm. They build a big monstrosity, and then he bites it, and then it's his son. And then he, he's gonna take his son out to kill all the motivators. But, he, but he's
0: kind of like he's kinda of like the incredible Hulk and in that he's strong, but he's a simpleton and he's doesn't know a lot about life. Which is weird he's so young. Which is
1: weird because so every time they bite someone, mm. they turns into an adult. It yeah. turns into an adult. I guess because that car has been around for a while.
0: Yeah, I guess if you were to bite like a, a new car a Model T it would be like an old, an old man or an old lady. I guess? Like what was the what was the Model T from the Cars movies? The Cloris Leachman character. I always forget. Oh, yeah. Lizzie. Lizzie was the character's name. Wow. I, I have a three year old son. I've seen those movies.
1: Bring a couple that times. to the schmo down. That's all <laughs> I'm going
0: to say. If they ask me questions about the Cars movies, I, I got You're him. All set.
1: Mm. Um, so, yeah, they decide to. Uh, uh, they, they He fights the motivators but then he like sees grease spot and he thinks dogs are nice mm-hmm. and they're just like oh you made a friend and, and the car's like friend? What? what is friend friend is what you person you have fun with what is this fun and they end up playing catch with a beach ball and and they end up befriending him and they end up naming him mm-hmm. alucart mm-hmm. Dracula backwards yeah, yeah we we get it get it we get it. get it. That hasn't been clever since the Monster Squad movie. Like
0: that's, It hasn't ever been clever. <laughs> even when they were doing it in
1: 70s Italian movies. It's never been clever. What's weird about this episode, and I wonder if this is... Even though this wasn't the last episode that aired, I wonder if it was the last episode that was finished. Because for no reason, it ends with a huge montage of every... I don't, either the episode is running like three minutes short, mm. or they're just like, well, this is the last one, you guys. We know we've been canceled. Let's all like... Pr- Save these vampire memories in a fun video montage. Mm,
0: Little video scrapbook at the end. And there's a really teary song about being friends, being good friends and friendship and slow motion shots of all of our gang laughing together. And it's all very wistful. I I remember watching that and sending you a a warning text (laughs) that just said, beware.
1: I didn't know what you were talking about at first. It was really creepy. Yeah. Beware. The next episode is called "The Swarm Storm." In this one, the motivators now have a kid sidekick named Kirby. Mm-hmm. Kirby gets kidnapped by the bad guys, and they have
0: to save him. And for a second there, like Kirby sees the, the, the bad guys and yeah. freaks out. And the kid actor overplayed it a little bit. He was like, he was afraid to the point of like teetering near madness. He's like, what the what the here and for a second i really thought he was gonna go crazy like he was gonna
1: (laughs) join the bad guys turn into a monster
0: like something horrible was gonna happen to that child
1: um but anyway uh this one uh uh decides to turn toy cars into vampires and there's like this swarm of toy cars flying throughout the city and it's mildly annoying quote
0: unquote clever
1: (laughs) It's It's, it's it's a new kind of car to bite quote-unquote clever it needs to be a trope on tv <laughs> uh there are two there were not one but two puns mm. i felt were worth writing down oh from my this God. episode okay uh one when they were talking about how many of a thing there were <laughs> it's a gastronomical smorgasbord gastronomic is an actual word mm-hmm. i don't know if you know what you just said but it's not what you meant. And
0: if you highlight the word gas in
1: gastronomic,
0: I am only thinking of flatulence. That's all but you're that's invoking. But
1: anyway, anyway. <laughs> the other one was when Tra- I think it was when tracula yells onward piston soldiers. That was cute. And I, I was like, you one.
0: know what? Well, well done.
1: Well done. <laughs> Golf clap. Golf clap. It's all that deserves. Episode 111, Rebel Without a Car. In this one... <laughs> in this one, there's like a five... Are you okay? <laughs> the just, just way, Rebel Without a
0: Car. That sounds like the least threatening rebel ever. This episode... So, ju- so you're just stuck at home. How are you rebelling?
1: <laughs> whatever we got at home.
0: Rebel Without a Car. <laughs>
1: uh, in this episode... Uh, This episode opens, you know, they all open with a prologue, usually stating the theme. Mm. Like, oh, yes, well, we're trying to start a garden here at the the salvage yard because this will be important later. Like that kind of thing. Is he he Keith Richards now? I think he was trying. Anyway, (laughs) this episode begins with, like, I swear to God, it must have been like five straight minutes Mm. of every male character on the show just being vicious to Rev. For having dreams. <sighs> Rev is just trying to fix up a car. Like, oh, I'm going to fix this car up nice. Ha ha, Rev has a car. It's mm. like, I I do. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. You're bad. I'm like, uh, you know what? What did, I do? what did I do? You're not fixing car good. Your words aren't very effective right now. Everything you do is bad because you're a girl. whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Calm the fuck down, everybody. Jesus. Hey, everyone. Let's murder her. Wait a minute. That's a step too far. And then the point of the episode Mm. isn't that they were all jerks, but that Rev had to learn that she needs men's help sometimes. Mm -hmm. No, it it didn't read at the beginning that she was
0: trying to do something that she needed help to accomplish. No,
1: it seemed like she was doing fine. There she was, was doing was no,
0: fine by, it by like, herself. It wasn't like it was
1: like she was trying to fix yeah. the car but then you do that gag where like oil sprays in her face mm-hmm. or something like that like oh I didn't know what that was. That would have justified that, and maybe you could have pulled that off. Instead, she's fixing a car. She has a positive attitude. We've never seen anything involving her character not knowing something about cars. So everyone just is really, really mean to her. And then the episode is about how she should have just let them tell her how to live her life. Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck you, vampires! That's a terrible message to tell the kids. To Terrible message to tell anybody. But to be my fair, God.
0: they're all objects at some point. They just turn into these machines. They just don't have emotions, or maybe the bra- maybe their brains are rotting. This is also like the-, the machines are reaching up through their brain stems, and like oil is leaking into their systems, and they're slowly becoming diseased. David Cronenberg's vampires. Yeah, they're like kind of rotting from, and they can only become machines to survive. That, see, that's a movie I'd see. Fair
1: enough. Uh, this is the episode in which uh, there are evil airbags and they trap Rev yeah. in an airbag and she has to get out of the airbag. And then. Uh, like they, inside the airbag. And then I think they trap uh, Nuki in an airbag. His name is Nuke. And they decide that he decides the only way to get out of it mm-hmm. is to fart so much that the airbag <laughs> breaks. Brilliant! <laughs> Print it! Oh, God. The next episode. Is one million miles BC, and mm. this one actually was like almost clever. Like this is like clever quotation marks well, because they acknowledge where... that oil is is like old organic matter that's been mm. like decomposed into into fossil fuel. Yeah, the, the, hence fossil. And they find a, a a Tyrannosaurus skeleton, and Cardaver decides to bring the Tyrannosaurus skeleton. To Dracula as as just a gift as like, like, oh, look, isn't this neat? And Dracula's like, you moron. This is like the source of like all of our power. You brought it to our big power thing. And then it brings the dinosaur back to life. And it starts eating everything. And Dracula has to team up with the motivators to stop at it. Mm. And I'm like, almost clever.
0: An enemy worse than the bad guy. The bad guy and the good guy have to work together. I like those episodes usually of cartoons. They're, they're usually fun. There's usually only one in any given cartoon show, but they're always pretty good. You know, but that, was my only,
1: that was the only part of like Star Trek Into Darkness I really liked was when like Khan teamed up with the Enterprise team, because I'm like, hey, I haven't seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> That's, different. That's kind of fun, right? Maybe we're going somewhere with this. Maybe like No, it turns out it was just a double cross. Yeah, it turns out it was stupid, but like, mm. yeah, for a moment you're thinking to yourself, man, maybe this is interesting. No, anyway, moving on. Last episode. I, I remember, in fact, in fact,
0: if I can bring up Cops again, uh, C-O-P- uh,
1: COPS fighting crime in a future
0: time. Yes, um, the one episode where the criminals had to team up with the good guys was the drug dealer episode, because hmm. however bad those bad guys were, they you know they robbed banks, they destroyed buildings, they took hostages, you know they built evil robots that you know smashed through things. Drugs was one toke over the line for those people. <laughs> Ironically, and, and the drugs—it wasn't any normal drug. They had to come up with like some future drug, so they came up with something oh, yeah. called Crystal Twist, <laughs> which sounds delicious. But yeah, it sounds like something Mountain Dew would put out. But it was—I'll drink that. That sounds great. It was—it was a little like sort of flat crystal machine device that you put onto like bare onto your bare skin. It would just sort of vanish into your body, and that's what made you high. Because they can't show people, like, shooting up in a kid's cartoon or smoking weed, so they had to come up with Crystal Twist. Again,
1: it sounds great. I want to... Drink Crystal Twist. It's delicious. We should make Crystal Twist t-shirts now. (laughs) Um, I'm on it. (laughs) All right, so the last episode is called Uncool Fuel. This is the one episode Mm. in which Dracula does something undeniably evil. Not self-serving, not somewhat criminal Mm. evil. And it all starts when Cardaver... Rather astutely mm-hmm. acknowledges that oil is a and gasoline is a finite resource, right? And so that even if they defeat the motivators, even if they take over the world and turn every car into a, into a monster, eventually they're all going to starve to death. Mm-hmm. So his solution was: what if we found our uh, an alternative fuel source? And oh, I'm like, oh, oh wow okay well this is pretty good for a 1997 kid show what you got for us Cardaver Cardaver says well I'm gonna take this rat shove it into this machine and then I'm gonna mulch it and and, and rapidly transform it into into crude oil and like you know what the, it, then, it's, it's like a, a, a f- Flash oil maker. Yeah,
0: and well, so like fast, fast ages a rat and so turns he, like, it into gasoline. So
1: he hands like Dracula this cup of dead rat, and Dracula <laughs> takes a sip like it's his morning coffee in Twin Peaks. Like, damn, that's good rat. Uh,
0: how much? So five. Rather a lot of rat, really.
1: Have <laughs> a slice without so much rat in it. So he drinks the rat, and he's like, this is fantastic. We should do this to every living creature on Earth. And mm. I'm just like, finally, he's exactly. a villain. There's now, a reason for this. To them to stop him now. Of course,
0: one of the reasons vampires is so maddening is that, you know, the good guys and the bad guys will fly through the sky and fight in these really ugly, badly animated CGI fist battles. And nothing nothing's at stake, not just for the characters, but there's no property damage. Like they never knock over buildings. Yeah. Maybe occasionally they might, but it's CGI and you can't really tell. Mm-hmm. There's and apart from the five main characters there are no other real humans we see occupying this universe. There's, there's a, a guest star like every yeah, other episode. They go to see a
1: band. There's like a blues uh, yeah, musician who's a friend of Van Heel's saying. But like
0: there's that you know the construction guy. There's that kid. But
1: but like most episodes don't have any other people.
0: You you look at something like the Power Rangers and they go to the Peach Pit After Dark or whatever the hell they hang out. <laughs> that, whatever that 50s diner was.
1: They go to. They, they have school. They go to school yeah, all so, the time. So there's people they live in, in a the city. background. At least we during see, the day. We
0: see people going about their business. We never see any people, not even in the CGI world, like looking in Marvel at the things that are going on in the vampires universe. I got it's this, all at night. Kind of it's secret.
1: I got this impression. Like, it feels like all the live action sequences are kind of inspired by that sort of PBS kids show where like this is taking place in kind of a little corner mm-hmm. where people visit like Mr. Yeah. Rogers's house or even Pee Wee's Playhouse where it's not really going anywhere. This is like our private little hangout. Joint. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if we had spent more time there. Yeah,
0: maybe. And, and I think the actors must have been directed to sort of watch old episodes of The Monkees because they were just sort of hanging out, but they were always really high energy, And they were always bantering really quickly. Mm. Say what you will about how awful the dialogue was. The actors did try to get their mouths around it. Like, they really tried to sell that dialogue as best as they could. And they made it seem like this would be a way those characters perhaps would have spoken to each
1: other. Yeah. Um, if you're asking yourself, "Hey, who who starred in Vampires? Mm. What else did they do?" Uh, the answer is uh, no one you've heard of, and not much. Uh, <laughs> like the biggest, like the girl, the, the woman who played Rev, uh, Melissa uh, like, Marsala. Yeah, she had a bunch of bit parts. She was actually in Mickey Blue Eyes. No kidding. <laughs> yeah, she played like the 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 gangster painter's girlfriend in like one scene.
0: Okay. Like I think she was in
1: the bar at the beginning. All right. Like I think, like, yeah, it's like she she had some bit stuff. A lot of them only have like six credits, and then I guess they they disappeared mm. or or went to the theater. I don't know what they did. Most of the people involved in this show did not go on to much. <laughs> so. But, and it's not terribly surprising, because although they have clearly been told to act this way, mm. no one, with the possible exception of, what's the name of the of the girl who plays Raffigan? Uh Melissa Marsala. With the possible exception of her, mm. no one's really bringing anything to it. Like, you can tell, like, she wanted... Her character to be interesting like she like at least tried to like really embrace the two subplots that she well, and, had and, and
0: Van sing as well he was having a ball just he, doing that weird hippie shtick.
1: Uh, fair enough and if maybe he had his own like hey Vern it's earnest kid show maybe that would have been okay mm-hmm. like hey there's an aging hippie rocker and he's gonna tell you about cool things like cars and rock music and I'm like yeah, all right go for it. I don't know what, what you got. Like that, that can be okay. There needs
0: to be a kid's show that educates kids on like rock history. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And, and he's like the crypt keepers. Like we're, we're going to take the way back machine, man. We're going to go meet the who. <laughs> That would be fine. Actually,
1: that's not a bad his, idea. Here's
0: our episode about Miles Davis. So There's a yeah. ter- terrible accent, but, but like yeah, you yeah.
1: could do like with any musician. Screw it. Occasionally, go back and let's find out how much of a badass Brahms was. <laughs> just all about
0: yeah. music, music history. Yeah, that could be
1: fun. <laughs> That'd his, be cute. like a, Von Esquivel. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Why not? Like Wishbone, but with music or something. I don't there know. It would be neat. Yeah, you fuck know, it. Let's walk, do that. Walk you through the
0: history of Oingo Boingo. Oh, we just pitched it on, on the air, though. So somebody's going to steal our Damn idea.
1: It. Whatever, it's still a good idea. I'll watch it. <laughs> name the characters after us. There you go. Yeah, the, here, the, the, the host's name is William Whitney.
0: William Whitney is the name of a famous film director, however, so we can't do that. In fact, William Whitney spells his name the way he spells my name with no H. So we actually share the name
1: of a famous filmmaker. All right, the, Something
0: the we've never acknowledged on our
1: show. The protagonist's name is Cybold Viviani. How many uh, filmmakers are, have that name?
0: Well, there's this guy in Sweden who... Ah, oh, uh, never mind. Okay, <laughs> Viviani from Sweden.
1: If... Okay, so that's uh. vampires. If vampires had lasted 100 episodes... The
0: world would be a darker place. Can you imagine?
1: Like, here's the thing. Every episode Whoa. is basically, we're just going to turn this thing into a vampire. How many vehicles are... I mean, I guess they'd have to do boat pyres after a while. No plane. And, plane, fa- and plane pyres.
0: Helicopters, underground drills, We've whatever. Established James even,
1: Bond's car. They don't even have to be cars. We've established there's a toilet, for God's sake. So any Literally inanimate anything. object. Literally anything. They hmm. turn the, the internet into S- a vampire. Strap them onto living exercycles.
0: What if they just bite a person? The person would just be impaled; they would die. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> they'd, they'd just be a dead person, is what you'd have. I guess okay, that's,
1: that's that's fair. <laughs> I see what you're getting at. That's fine.
0: Ambulance would take her that person to the the, the the hospital, and you have to treat them for stab wounds. I'd
1: love to see her. Like her, they all have to have like day jobs. Mm. Like it's actually like really hard to steal gas now. We just have to pay for it. So like, car is actually just actually has to be a hearse now. Yeah. Be kind of
0: fun. That, see, now that's a show I would love to watch. It's like Tales from the Crypt meets Transformers. It's like this really gallows humor type show. And it turns out one of the hearses is a living creature. And they have to deal with their living hearse. It'll be called Hersey the Living Hearse. It'll run after Harry the, Harry and the Hendersons. I'd watch that show 20 years ago. You're dead to me.
1: <laughs> Was vampires canceled too soon?
0: Uh, well, no. Um, <laughs> th- th- this is one of those weird things though. Like it's, it's too rare to live. It's too weird to die. And I think there is an alternate universe where vampires did last a long time, provided it followed the, uh, Power Rangers mold. If they hadn't been animating their original sequences mm-hmm. and had instead been repurposing existing animation, Vampires, like or
1: even just existing live action, or existing people live in car action, costumes, Whatever yeah.
0: it was, this show would have lasted six
1: seasons. I think it probably would have, yeah. It
0: would have been so cheap to produce that you don't need that many people to watch it to stay alive.
1: And it would have been easier to watch. It's mm. just an ugly looking show. Yeah. Even the live action stuff doesn't look particularly good. Mm. Like the set looks like it probably would have been fun to hang out on. They got like lots of business. No, the, everything's got like stuff an, stuck to it with glue and
0: it's in an attic, and in, in order to emerge into the room, we have to like push a car's up and come out of the the front part of a car like to that, enter the room. That's, that's kind of neat. That sounds cool. Like I yeah. like I like to,
1: to, to live there. That sounds neat. But like, yeah, uh, the characters are shrill and and, and mostly obnoxious. Uh, the jokes are constant and never funny. Like not once. Every once in a while, a pun would be like
0: nah, sort of like, like okay, hey, cute. If my dad if my dad said that, I'd I'd be okay with my dad for ten minutes.
1: Yeah, like, like that's that's fine. Huh. Um. But yeah, all of that doesn't work. The writing is... I mean, it's kids show writing. It's simplistic, but mm. even for that, it's pretty atrocious. Yeah, It's I, not I a good show.
0: I can't help but think that vampires... This came out in the late 90s. Uh, and this was around the same time as something like Bone Chillers. And there was a lot of horror mm. TV. There was a lot of uh, like self-aware humor. Like all the superhero shows at the time, stuff like Freakazoid. Uh, we're all really kind of... Parodic, and I can't help but think that there was a parody element to vampires running underneath all of this. Mm-hmm. That it's such an outrageous idea that they decided to just run with it. And you know, keep in mind, the Ninja Turtles kicked open a door of this kind of weird stuff.
1: Oh, the Teenage Ninja Turtles. The like, whole point <clears throat> was that the concept is as stupid. just really absurd. Listen and- to the. I know we've gotten used to the name Teenage mm-hmm. Ninja Turtles. Look at it word by word. <laughs> if you've heard it a million times and you're mm. numb to it, teenage. Okay, mm. mutant. Weird. Mm, Ninja. Mute, weird. Mutant ninjas. Are... Turtles. Fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> it's a stupid idea. It's a
0: it's a really stupid idea that that happens t- to be great. Hap- and and it's it really sort of inspired a lot of equally absurd ideas. Stuff like biker mice from Mars, Cadillacs, and dinosaurs. You know, trying to really push the envelope in of what we already knew of conventional genre stuff into an absurd territory.
1: Mm, and how seriously and, can we take it? Uh, yeah. That's a real question. Um, and
0: and I'm guessing that vampires might have been... It doesn't read when you watch the show, but we're describing such a strange program that it might have been uh, the inspiration for this. We're going to make... A, like, Bucky O'Hare might have been a little bit strange, but that hmm. plays like a weird, just sort of bonkers sci-fi epic. Vampires, I feel... They were really trying to take the piss out of something like the the Power Rangers or, you know, look at something like the, the superhuman samurai cyber squad. Mm-hmm. That That's a mouthful and they, intentionally so. And unfortunately, we reached a point about 10 years ago when we couldn't divide that any longer. We couldn't give something a really absurd name and have people just accept it as something kind of silly that you're not supposed to take too seriously. And you know, you get to the early two thousands, maybe it's in the mid two thousands, and I forgot when this show ran. But there was one called Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go.
1: That's a great show. I, and it's, Have you watched that show? I, I only the theme song. It's actually <laughs> like it's actually a good show. And what I like about that mm. title
0: is that it's all accurate. It's yeah. all
1: accurate. Every two words are accurate. Mm. So it has a super robot. Mm. They're robot monkeys. Mm. They're a, a monkey team. Yeah. It's called Team Hyperforce, and they say Hyperforce Go. Mm.
0: <laughs> Nicely done. It All overlapped I-, I watched I'm that sure, show I'm sure show. they had to Backward engineer it From the title But uh, But yeah You're saying That's a good show You watched that show That show was pretty good It's called Super Robot Monkey Team Hyperforce Go Yeah they,
1: But the thing is That show knew it was silly Yeah like And, and they embraced it And they yeah. took it Just seriously enough That you cared about What happened Okay, I But think, then they just Embraced how I crazy th- it was I
0: think trying to Take that stuff seriously Is now the default mm-hmm. When you're making A kids program You can't really have A satire kids program Anymore And I'm guessing, and I'm not really sure where Vampires falls in this. How how much of a satire is Vampires?
1: It doesn't feel like anyone had any point to make here. It doesn't feel like we're trying to be subversive by making our heroes... Vampires. Because they're, they're vampires. They're car mm. vampires, but they're still vampires. We're playing the, off it. Of. We have that like John Entwistle heavy mm. kind of gothic metal kind of kind of vibe to it. We have that dark mm. animation coloring. It's it's like it feels like it should have a certain almost gritty like like the animated tales from the Crypt Keeper kind <laughs> of thing. Like sort of embracing a bit of spookiness to it. Uh no. Mm. It's, mm. everything feels like it's really slapdash and kind of thrown together well, like it, everyone just threw an idea into a hat and they picked five at random
0: I, I think the point was though to have as silly a show as possible it, it, it's a but comedy it's, not silly, it's a comedy show isn't it but it, it's, here's the thing it's the, staged like an adventure program and they, there's a lot of focus on their superpowers and their transformations and the animated sequences and the action but everybody plays everything really broad and openly and they everybody shouts and it's paced and toned like a comedy
1: show No, Uh, but it isn't, though. All the live action stuff is. Yeah. But the actual action stuff feels like, yeah, they make dumb hero, you know, Jack Slater and last action hero pun jokes. Mm. But the actual action stuff, they're like, they're trying to take it semi-seriously in terms of like, oh, no, we really have to do this thing or it's important. Mm-hmm. Th- they don't pull back from that. It just feels like a calamity of tone where there is a funny version of this where it's so absurd that we play with it, but I think you're looking for something that isn't actually there. Mm-hmm. I think you're just noticing trying, that there's like a, the, a kid-friendly tone, I, but that kid-friendly to, tone is at odds with the premise. I'm, it's not helping I'm it. I'm
0: trying to fit this into a larger puzzle piece of things that were going on at the time. And i think just think to put a, it
1: into context. And I think this is an example mm-hmm. of people trying to capitalize on... Uh, a vibe mm. on a, a, a particular weird genre that popped up mm. and not doing so with any care hmm. I don't think this is one where like a bunch of clever people got together and did something really interesting I think this is one where fuck it kids like it boom throw mm. it in there they're cars and uh, they're transforming no that's been done uh, they're, they're Frankensteins I, stupid I'm vampires not, but here, like here's it. the
0: thing I'm not sure if their approach was what the heck kids like it they're like what the heck? That's stupid. Let's put that, that makes us giggle a little bit. Let's put that on the air. And just, maybe kids will watch it and we I, don't care if kids watch
1: it. Uh, but if that were the case, then it mm. would should be at the very least somewhat watchable for adults and it's mm. not. Yeah. This isn't like, well, we've, all seen, we've all seen kids shows where it's clear that the adults are more interested in entertaining themselves than the kids. Mm. Something like Freakazoid, which is so random, (laughs) or or even something like, you know, some of the more recent stuff like Gravity Falls, which has obvious kid appeal, but it's so well written Mm. and so unexpectedly emotional that you know that anyone could watch this, like anyone could appreciate this Mm. show, um... I don't get that from vampires there's no like actual wit to it there's no actual intelligence to it it feels like pandering just nonstop pandering mm. even when they try to do something that is even remotely thoughtful they negate it by like giving it the exact wrong message
0: but again you're you're approaching it from an emotional perspective you're trying to see it you you're, you're assume that they're trying to be thoughtful When they're really just sort of throwing in a lot of screenwriting tropes that are kind of meaningless and could be found in any one of these children's programs. We've said
1: this before a million times. You have to be intelligent to make a stupid Mm. comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, well, it takes um, craftsmanship. You I, actually have. I, to you put ha, you have, have to be intelligent.
0: In, you have to be intelligent to make a good stupid comedy. You can also be not that intelligent and try to make a stupid comedy and just come up with something stupid. Look, if we're if we're both saying it's bad, I agree. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out how it's bad and trying to get under the skin as to why something like
1: this was made. Well, listen, and I'm not,
0: guessing that it could only have been made in this particular era when there was an era of satire over look, everything. We are
1: going to. Hmm. We are going to encounter more shows like this <laughs> we are in fact i have a letter here i'm not going to read all of it but it's mm. from it's from mark mm. uh well maybe i will it's kind of short uh hey dudes you can email us at canceled too soon at gmail.com yeah. by the way uh hey dudes emails are my favorite part of the show i mm. like hearing the opinions of the fans especially the more spicy ones i also like when listeners email in response to other listeners emails thanks for the podcast i really enjoy it i found your podcast when Bibbs was on this is rad talking about step up Okay. I was conflicted because a friend of mine is in the YouTube series Step Up High Water, but I kind of wanted it to be canceled so it could be an episode of the podcast. <laughs> so have you guys watched the YouTube Step Up series? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, no. We have not watched it because we don't want to pony up the dough, frankly. Yeah, I don't have, the, I literally do not have the money right now. Yeah. Like, thank you for everyone who's contributing on Patreon. You're really helping out. Mm. But times are lean across the board. <laughs> I do really want to watch that series. Mm. But, so if it, And if it's canceled, we'll totally get to it at some point. Yeah. Uh, The email continues. Have you checked out any of the 90s attempts to cash in on the Power Rangers gravy train? (laughs) Particularly, and this is a show I had never heard of. Okay. Los Luchadores. Since it's the shortest and the most ridiculous, a Canadian-American TV show about a white trio who are Mexican wrestlers by night, crime fighters by day. With the help of their black manservant, they stand up for all that is lucha and foil evil plots of a fiendish chihuahua.
0: That, are, are you sure you're not thinking of Lucha Libre or uh, Mucha Lucha, this the animated series? Los
1: Luchadores it is live action. It was on Fox Kids in 2001.
0: Oh, my God. No, I don't know about this show. Yeah,
1: we need to. We need to. Track you know, this. There's 16 episodes. I know we nothing about this, this show. And
0: I can tell you that Chaim Saban came, and Shuki Levy came up with a show. Uh, they did. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I was right. I, like it's I, Saban
1: entertainment. I grew up with Saban.
0: Saban. I grew up with Saban all around my face. He was on every. Those those two are all over everything. They were the. the the canon film group of children's television
1: uh some others uh, mark lists are ninja Ninja turtles the next mutation we'll get to that we know we need to get to that we will get to that uh mystic knights of tirna we've talked about it before that's come up a lot actually we should definitely make a point of that uh tattooed teenage alien fighters from beverly hills that's my go-to like funny funny show title because the title is just so dumb i saw an episode once it's one of the worst shows I've ever seen <laughs> to this day after doing 100 episodes of this program. Also, if memory serves, the first season was like 50 episodes or something. Yeah. So that one might be That's the problem with, the, with the daily animated shows. They yeah. lasted
0: a season, but there's like 65 episodes and it's just hard to get through. There's we, a couple of them we really want to
1: do, but like, yeah, it really, it, it really puts a cramp yeah, like, in everything else hmm, we're trying to do. Beverly Hills Teens is hanging over me like, like a cloud. <laughs> Well, the, with the Ryan Gosling Young Hercules had, like, 50 episodes yeah, for one, for one season. season. We really want to do it, though. Uh, and we have it. Someone donated it, and thank you. We just need to actually like figure Combat. out a schedule for it, because it's really difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also Superhuman Samurai Cyber Squad. Thanks for the podcast, and thanks for the other listeners. Um, yeah, thank everyone who writes in. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we get a lot of emails that we really don't read, because it's basically just like, Hey, you heard of this show? Well,
0: if it's just a recommendation, we won't read it. Uh, If it's a comment on something we've said, then we will. And uh, if if we missed your letter, we apologize for that. That would just be an organization snafu, but we can read some more letters. Uh, Should I read another one? Read another letter. Uh, Here's a letter from Mark. Uh, hi there, guys. I have to correct you on a couple of points regarding the creation of Barbie and the Rockers.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a yeah. couple of uh, emails about this, actually. Right. Uh, the Barbie- Barbie- I think mean, might have talked about one of them already, but let's Maybe do it so. again. Uh,
0: the Barbie and the Rockers toyline wasn't created as a response to the success of Gem and the Holograms, but as, a, uh, as an attempt to prevent it. Uh, When Mattel learned that Hasbro were looking to launch a fashion doll, they could send out feelers to find out more about it. When they learned that Jem would be a rock star, the Barbie design team immediately cobbled together a band using pre-existing Mattel designs and molds. As such, Barbie and the Rockers beat Jem and the Holograms to the market, undermining Jem and the Holograms' brand and making them, them look like the copycat. Evil, evil tactics, Mattel. I
1: I only saw some of the Barbie episode of The Toys That Made Us on Netflix, and I know that apparently that they talked about this on that episode. Mm. Um, If you watch that show, kids' toys... Is a really like cutthroat industry. Like people are jerks.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Just,
1: there's industrial sabotage and ripping everyone off and just using people's like proprietary knowledge and, and copyrights. It's just mean. It's a and, mean system.
0: And sometimes they just make a bad product. You remember the Cabbage Patch dolls that ate hair? Yes,
1: yes, I do. <laughs> Those were, uh, that was not. Uh, that was yeah. not good.
0: Yeah, I I got to write an article about those things for, of all things, Blumhouse. Remember that doll that was eating children? Nice. That was great. Um, As the purpose of the product was primarily sabotage, a cartoon wasn't part of the greater marketing strategy, so the Barbie and the Rockers cartoons weren't released until two years after the toys. Because of this, the show uses pre-existing songs from the toy line instead of there being any actual mixed-media brand synergy going on. This is perhaps a shame, as Saban had been involved from the beginning, then the soundtrack would have been produced by Shuki Levy and Chaim Saban creators of perhaps every catchy cartoon theme song in the 80s and 90s. They just won't
1: leave us alone. Damn you, Saban!
0: (laughs) I know all of this I am sad to say off the top of my head thanks to the fact that I am very uh, half of a very hit and miss podcast called Deke Geeks. Nice. Deek? You know, remember yeah. Deek, the studio? Yeah. Okay. In which myself and a friend are ranking every item that we can source from the Deek Entertainment Library. It's an arduous, soul-sucking task. 80s and 90s <laughs> cartoons do not age well. Regardless, I'm looking forward to your takes on some more animation and would like to recommend Pro Stars.
1: Oh, we know Pro Stars. We, we're actually trying to track down the whole series. We have it? a
0: few episodes on DVD somewhere. Yeah, but they we were, couldn't find the whole series. We, I was at a
1: Rite Aid and they mm. had Pro Stars on DVD, and I just picked it up because it was like two bucks. Yeah, but it was only like three episodes of the show, and the show was like thirteen episodes or something. Yeah. So we're like,
0: it's R- Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, and Michael Jordan fight supervillains using sports-themed gadgetry.
1: I remember it well. Uh, mm. There's, a, we really want to avoid whenever possible mm-hmm. reviewing only part of a series. Um mm-hmm. uh, because it screwed us before and we still need to get to the rest yeah. of uh, Kings of Prophets. Is it Kings uh, and Prophets? I think
0: it's just Yeah, the Kings of Prophets. Yeah, we, need, of it, we at yeah. some
1: point this year we're gonna do the rest of that series because like they finally they are, released They them, are two yeah. episodes and they released the rest of them finally on Amazon. Mm-hmm. But um Yeah, so but yes,
0: mm. we know all about yeah. stars. It says anyway, keep up the good work and good luck with Hey Vernet's Ernest, because good lord that thing
1: is weird and unfunny. Yeah, yes, we know. Um we know now. <laughs> Here's an episode that's mostly, uh, here's a letter that's mostly a recommendation, but it's relevant, Mm -hmm. and I want to talk about it. Mm. Uh, This is an episode, uh, this is a letter from Laura. Uh, Hello, sirs. I'm sure you both are aware of the 2017 sci-fi channel revival that never went to series. It was supposed to star Kevin Bacon, reprising his role in the first Tremors movie. But I recently discovered there was a 2003 series also on sci-fi starring Mm -hmm. Michael Gross, reprising his role as Burt Gummer. Mm -hmm. It ran for only one season, 13 episodes, and was released on DVD in 2010. It is also available on Amazon Streaming. The plot of the show takes place where Tremors 3, Back to Perfection, leaves off. It shows the Mm -hmm. residents of perfection trying to coexist with the Graboid and dealing with failed government experiments, mad scientists, and ruthless real estate developers. Hmm. Even though it had high ratings, it never cut up to Farscape numbers and was canceled, and I wish I had watched it at the time, but I was boycotting the channel back then because they had canceled MST3K, (laughs) and I've only seen the first Tremors movie. Anyway, keep up the good work. Thank you, Laura. We have that. We have Tremors the Series. series, We have it on DVD. Um, It's one of the many, many shows that we're just like, we'll get to at some point. Mm. Um, Whitney and I are huge fans of Tremors.
0: The whole series, in fact.
1: Yeah, like, even the worst Tremors is still okay. Uh Like, it's fine. It's a perfectly watchable, like, B-movie. And I was kind of bummed when uh, Kevin Bacon got to the forefront of doing a Tremors TV show that would ignore the whole continuity Uh of Tremors. Because Tremors, like Child's Play, is one of the few horror franchises that Mm. never got rebooted. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and yeah, just they, kept, haven't, they just keep on the same uh, mythology,
1: and then and then recently they announced that they're gonna like remake Child's Play, mm-hmm. even though they're still going on the other on the on like the straight to video and even a TV series based on the original franchise. Uh-huh. So like screw you, and then they're gonna do a Tremors TV show that doesn't have anything to do with the original continuity except for the first film, and I'm like, this isn't like the Halloween movies where like most of the sequels sucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it actually stayed pretty good, and there really is nothing in those sequels mm-hmm. that you need to ignore. Every it, It's pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing. You, you could just tell another story in that universe, and here's what happened to Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Done. I it, it it annoyed me as a fan. That said, they released a trailer, as I'm sure you probably saw, for the Kevin Bacon Tremors uh, pilot. Mm-hmm. it looks like it probably would have been pretty good. (laughs) And I keep hoping that they're going to release that online Mm -hmm. or uh, maybe they might do, like, a screening at some, like, horror festival or something. That would be kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Because clearly they finished it. They finished the pilot. They showed the pilot. Show it. And who knows? Maybe people will go, ooh, that's cool. And it's not too late to take the show to series if -hmm. there's enough interest. So if that ever gets released, we're totally going to do that one. But don't worry. We're going to do Tremors, the original sci-fi series, Mm -hmm. eventually. Yeah. It's only a matter of time, because yeah, again, you know. we're big fans. All right, let's do one more letter.
0: Um, let's see, I'm trying to find something that's just not uh, a, a recommendation. Here's one from Daryl. Uh, hello go- hello guys, my name is Daryl, and I hail from across the pond in the UK, and I've recently been catching up on all your podcast content after discovering you both through the mo- movie trivia <sighs> showdown. I'm really enjoying your content, so thanks. Thank you. I'm writing because I would love it if you could review a show that I enjoyed as a kid called Space Precinct.
1: Ah! I'm not sure if you've heard
0: of it, as but... Uh, but it was enclosed as its wiki page. Uh, I haven't revisited since it aired, so I'm not sure how it holds up, but I have very fond memories of Jerry Anderson's Space
1: Precinct. Um, You keep threatening to subject me to Jerry Anderson.
0: Well, Jerry Anderson, the the Jerry Sylvia Anderson canon is something that we definitely need to talk about at some point. And everybody knows some of the more popular Jerry Anderson stuff, stuff like Space 1999 and Thunderbirds, Um, but not everybody necessarily knows about the many failed Jerry Anderson products like Space Precinct like uh, there's one called The Secret Service about a, a priest that's also a spy. Mm. There's one uh, the one I keep bringing up is Joe 90 because mm. it's actually a really fun show about a little kid who's a spy but he's only a spy for like a 24 hour period because he's shoved into a learning machine that gives him all the information he needs to uh, to operate the, the mission and then he forgets it and and it's all and because it's jerry anderson it's all super marionation it's all puppets and it's a really fascinating uh world of kids entertainment that here in the states we don't get to talk about a lot because those shows only aired really on like uhf stations and public mm-hmm. television i don't think any american studio really kind of pushed them all that hard here in the states and it's something i really wanted to explore and would love to discuss at some point we'll we'll take space precinct under advisement but it even if we don't do Space Princing, we're definitely going to be doing some Jerry and Sylvia
1: Anderson at some point. All right, uh, so that is it mm-hmm. for Cancel Too Soon this week. Thank you everybody for joining us. Thank you, everybody through. Uh, I just want to give uh, my condolences to anybody who watched vampires when it was <laughs> when it was on. You were a, you were a young and impressionable person, and it should not have been thrust upon you like that. It's really mm-hmm. it's not fair. It's not fair. So, mm-hmm. uh, but if you're if you're new to vampires, uh, don't seek it out. <laughs> uh if you're mildly curious, like check out the, mm. the John Entwistle album. <laughs> it's really weird. It's not particularly good, but you mm. can listen to it and it's, it's a thing. Um and uh uh, uh yeah, so uh, don't forget we're on Patreon. Mm. Patreon.com slash canceled too soon, canceled with one L. Uh, Our Patreon subscribers get bonus content, uh, which we're actually a little late on because some of our uh, materials have been late in arriving. Mm. Uh, But we're going to have extra episodes uh, uh, by the end of the month of the Cancel Too Soon monthly movie and Only the Best, in which we review uh, all of the Best Picture nominees ever in order. (laughs) Um, So we got that coming up. Uh, And next week on Cancel Too Soon... We have a show that we've had a, uh, a fair number of requests for, and we've been planning to do it for a really long time. From the inception of the show, really. Uh, yeah, this was one of the first ones we wanted to do. Uh, it is a spin off of The Rockford Files it's called Richie Brockelman Private Eye. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Dennis Dugan, who now directs a whole bunch of Adam Sandler comedies.
0: Mm. And uh, we intend to, schedule permitting, have uh, the world's biggest Rockford fan on to sort of put it into context for us.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. nothing to do with the production of the show. He just knows more about it than we do because Confession Time... Mm-hmm. I've never seen an episode of the Rockford Files.
0: I, I have seen a few episodes of the Rockford Files, but not, no more than a few.
1: All right, so we might it might behoove us to have an expert on board. So we're mm-hmm. gonna try to we're gonna try to book this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, I'm excited. Because uh, maybe it's weird. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that is what's coming up next week on Cancel Too Soon. But stick around. We have a whole bunch of really weird, awesome, wild stuff. Uh, There's a poll going on for uh, to pick an episode of the show for the end of the month. I believe... Uh, Voyagers is currently winning that poll
0: I think, I, I last check Voyagers was at the top of the poll But it was but, pretty tight, yeah. so
1: uh, so it's still time to vote for that um, Yeah, and don't forget you can follow us On Twitter at Cancelled cast. Mm-hmm. I'm at William Bibiani I'm at Whitney Seibold uh, You can read our writing, our original writing And also links to all of our work throughout the internet On criticallyacclaimed.net um, And uh Yeah, I guess that's a wrap folks We'll see you next season Vampires. Ba-da-boom.